It's Q&A day on the podcast. Y'all, what is up? Welcome back to another episode of the Fear Nothing and Have Lots of Fun podcast. As always, my name's Carly, and today we're answering your questions. What is up, y'all? It is a nice, sunny, bright spring. Not really, because it's February day out here, but it sure does feel like spring. So I'm recording this podcast from Dallas Hall on, which if you go to SMU, you're probably here too if you're watching me record this because it's beautiful out here. And just a little forward-looking action, but y'all, coming up on the podcast, we have like lots of deep, heavy crazy big topics coming up like my biggest lessons that I've learned in college my absolute like worst fears such as perfectionism really it's not a fear but like worst but also good at sometimes traits but also just fun wedding activities like we're going to be recapping bachelor and bachelorette weekends we're going to be recapping the showers even the wedding and all of that kind of stuff so that is some exciting stuff coming up But to kind of look back, for lack of a better term, I put a little Instagram poll out there, a little Q&A. You know, I love those Instagram polls if you listen to this podcast, which basically just said, what do you want to know? Ask away. And so that's what we're doing. I'm answering six responses today. Some are fun. Some are serious. So excited to kind of look back at what I didn't quite cover the best um, throughout this time just things that y'all are interested in before we really kind of dive in the whole college recap and the whole engagement recap. So super, super just pumped to share this stuff with y'all today. And if you hear anything in the background, that's just other people enjoying this nice spring weather. So don't be a hater, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. (laughs) All right. So to get started, we're going to start off with a fun question today. It's what is your favorite gym exercise? And to answer a fellow gym rat's question, shout out Riley, who asked this question on the Instagram, is my favorite gym exercise is actually quad extensions. Y'all, I do it kind of non-traditionally. I get a dumbbell and I sit on some kind of platform and I just do them there. I lift with my quads, the dumbbell, and I just gotta say, I feel it more. I can get more reps in, really feel the burn, and it's just pretty gnarly. But I also love all core activities. I used to teach a core class at SMU and I just love working the abs because I've just really noticed that when I have a tight and strong core, it affects other exercises that I do and even just daily movement. Not to mention, you know, if you have a rocking six pack, like you're automatically strong. (laughs) So I always love having a strong core, but my favorite thing to do at the gym, which I do as soon as I get there and before I leave is spinal decompression, which how I do spinal decompression is I just hang on a pull. Like I, it's like as if I'm doing a pull up, except fun fact, you don't have to do the pull up. You just hang and you can feel the little pops in your back. Y'all, once you try it, you won't stop. Like I, I just love spinal decompression. I also just love like when my knuckles pop, it's just weird ASMR fetish. Really, it's just, I don't know. It just makes me feel good. So don't be a hater. That seems to be a trend on this podcast today. So thanks Riley for asking that question. The second question I will be answering today is, what has been the hardest part of wedding planning? And y'all, luckily, 
like the planning of the function itself has not been that hard. I have found that the hardest part is just merging two very different lives together um, and just the full cleave from our parents. Like that has been the hardest part. And just as an extension of that, the hardest thing when it came then to the wedding was deciding on the day. Because not only did we have family uh, requests and considerations, but we also had friends and people coming from out of town. There was just so much to consider and we had so much input coming in. We wanted to be able to have everybody there, but that just simply wasn't the case. And, but just, and meet everybody's number one day. But at the end of the day, it came down to what Blake and I wanted best. And we had a lot of people saying, hey, like wait till the end of the summer, rates are cheaper. That's what works best for us. But really when Blake and I looked at each other, we're like, we know we wanna get married after graduation, but as soon as after as we possibly can. So in response to, hey, you guys should wait till the end of the summer. We were like, we are just, we, We'll do it two weeks after graduation to fully celebrate uh, graduation, but then have enough time to just really get to celebrating the wedding. And it just was what's worked out for best. But we just had lots of input. A lot of people we had to disappoint, but a lot of people that also cheered us on in whatever decision we made. So we went with Blake and I's decision, which just throughout wedding process, planning, all of that, uh, that's what we've been uh, counseled to really go for is we throughout marriage are having to make decisions as a unit. We will hear counsel from others, take into consideration counsel of others. The Bible says that's a good thing. But once we make a decision, we just expect that those boundaries will be respected um, just because we are a new family now. So that has just been a good framework that from that very first um, incident of, hey, what day are we going to get married? Um, it just set a really good foundation for the rest of it of, hey, Blake and I are going to decide what we decide goes and it's, it's our wedding. So, <laughs> so yeah, but to stay on the last question, the, to continue on rather with the other question pertaining to engagement, we had a listener or an Instagram poll responder say, how do you balance family slash in-law dynamics while engaged? And because Blake and I, to answer this, because Blake and I have had a year-long engagement, I think we've seen this come up in many different areas, but in reference to holidays, Blake and I decided since we have one more year since we had a full year engagement, we would do one last round of holidays, each with our own sets of families. So we did it separately one last time, but made it very clear, like, hey, we'll make this like ceremonial is like, you know, take it in. But I certainly missed him. And he told me, so I'm not just saying that he missed me on the, um, the, the holidays that we were apart, like spending Christmas away from the man I love. Like, let me just tell you, it's not fun. But we just knew that that was one last time for our parents, just really each of our sides, just kind of get to embrace that one last little home experience. But, um, but yeah, but managing in-laws, like it's kind of been a process of we're not married, but we're making so many decisions as we are. And that's been a hard line to like to tread because certain areas like I'm financially independent for my parents, but dependent in other areas in certain ways for him. He's independent, but dependent in some other areas. And so really what we've seen like fully, we are a unit is when it comes to wedding planning. And we are, we also are like financing most of it. So we've had lots of like financial autonomy and 
decisions we've made towards the wedding. And so really, because I have the ring on my finger, we have a date in mind. We're like, hey, when you and I make a decision that only really affects you and I, we're going to move forward with that. And so whatever our parents say, even if they advise against that, after we've sought their counsel but we still decide the other way which kind of goes back to the honoring your father and mother discussion we had a couple weeks ago um we just expect that to be respected and so while Blake and I are not a unit yet together we have started to make lots of decisions moving towards that path starting to set boundaries with our our families but also just certain friends that want to have like a lot of influence that we basically have just said like nothing is going to get in the way of our unity together since when we get married that is a covenant relationship and so nothing's going to get in the way of that but um working with in-laws specifically I mean we have just been we've tried to be very very clear with both Blake's parents and my parents of like here's what we have decided here are the dates that we are looking um to start moving money around um And hey, we love and respect y'all. We honor y'all, but we are a new family now. And that's what the Bible commands. Like it says cleave. And so it's been a hard line to trend, but definitely like more and more daily moving more towards our separate family, but always treating both of them with honor and respect. And so it's just naturally hard fusing two lives together, leaving one family and joining to another, just changing up the common the patterns of life, the ways of doing things. So I think there's a lot of grace, but I think that whatever you and your partner decide, your spouse, your future spouse, your fiance, like that's ultimately what should go. But I just think anything that your parents are like still financially over, there should be some kind of respect there. And if you and your fiance want to do something that's against theirs, but they're still financially responsible for it, like you make a decision. But in terms of holidays, like if Blake and I had decided that we wanted to spend, which like if we could be all places at every time, we would have spent the holidays together. But um But since we can't, but let's say we had decided to spend those holidays together, I guess we would just hope that because we are moving so close to being a unit that that would be respected by our parents um, on both sides. And so that's that's been my my hot take on that. But when it comes to specifics, I would love to talk with you, listener or anybody who is engaged um, about how we've navigated that, because there's just having a whole year long engagement. There's been lots of opportunities to practice um, just honor and love and boundaries and ceremonial last holidays. And sometimes that's frustrating. Sometimes that's lovely. Sometimes it's all of the above but um we just we've tackled that and I think just having a really close um marriage date is is very exciting and so I would also encourage just anybody who is looking who is engaged and you're trying to figure out how long is the engagement um I think shorter is definitely better because the bible is very clear about she's either your sister she's your mother or she's your wife and if she's not your wife then you can't treat her anything other than your sister in Christ. And so (laughs) that kind of makes it hard, uh, whether it be physical boundaries, whether it be in-law relationships. It's like, well, we aren't married yet, but we feel like we are, but we're not. 
and so but just having to then treat Blake like my brother in Christ and my family like my in-laws even as just like hey we're not together but we are so I always encourage then a short engagement but because there is just so much gray area and the reason this question is asked is because there is gray area of like we're not married yet but we feel like it but what and I mean I know dating couples that spend every holiday together and so it's just to each their own but that's how I've handled it always honor always love always respect for my in-laws who are super great and often listen to this podcast so shout out Rob and Serena if you are listening today super excited um just to be a Wallace and just get to love y'all for a long 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 time (laughs) super super excited Blake's dad is so sweet so Rob if you're listening you're super sweet he called me on my birthday and said Carly like this is the last birthday where you're not one of my daughters and that that just really that was that really made my heart sparkle and his grandma even had said um over Christmas whenever I called her and thanked her for the sweet little Christmas gift she sent um she was like well I got you and I got all my grandkids and that was just so so kind and so it's really sweet that more and more every day becoming a part of that family and it's just yeah it's fun I just wish it was already here that Blake was a part of mine I was a part of his but really we're just forming our own new family but get to do all the celebrations with everybody so super super pumped for that all right to get to the next question once again y'all I could talk about engagement forever which we will cover a lot of those subjects on future episodes of the podcast but for now if you could talk to an animal what would you choose and what would you want to learn from it okay y'all like I wouldn't want to like necessarily do what this animal does, but I'm just so curious how electric eels like emit electricity. Like I'm sure it's in science books and stuff like that, but I feel like they're the only one that can do that. Like, tell me if I'm wrong, but like, they're literally a machine. Like, you know, people talk at the gym, like that guy's a machine, but like these things are literally machines. Like you could probably like plug them in or something. Don't quote me on that. I don't know if it's true. All I know is those things are scary and they're powerful. I was reading about them today, though, and it's said online. So everything I read online is obviously true. But it's said that it's not enough to kill you, like the their emittance of electricity. But it is enough to make you pass out, but then you could drown. And so it's like, I think by default, I think they can kill you. It's like by association. So... Lucio, thanks for asking this question. If I could talk to any animal, I'd be like, yo, electric eel, what's going on with you? Like, you're kind of crazy. And tell me how you do that. Like, if I can create friction between my fingers, like, that'd be really cool to, like, heat up a marshmallow when I'm craving a s'more. So just just saying, that's, that's, that's my hot take on that. Two more questions. Thanks for hanging in there, y'all. These two are a little bit more lighthearted and so I'm super excited but actually actually no they like they're kind of deep I think they're lighthearted but they they can go pretty deep so first of the last two questions is what are three movies you think everyone needs to see in their lifetime and why well valued listener the first movie I think everybody should see in their lifetime is the passion the passion of the Christ y'all it just shows the death of Jesus and y'all it it could bring you to tears and I just think it's a really great emotional way to depict the gospel of like if you don't realize that Jesus took the weight of the sin 
like on that cross with him died but then rose again defeating death amen gonna start talking about the gospel if i don't stop there which i maybe i just shouldn't stop there anyways um like that is just a movie i feel like everyone needs to see just shows the life of jesus him dying and i just wow like incredible film just anything about the gospel like if i have to tell people one thing if i if i have a conversation with one person i only get to say one thing like i hope it's about jesus like so first movie right off the bat passion like it's intense y'all but like that's what jesus did like our sin put him on that cross and so dang anyways anyways second movie it's a wonderful life it's a christmas time classic but y'all i think it shows you like it teaches you gratitude for like what just what you okay y'all so I'm, I'm gonna take a pause i'm gonna take a pause from this really quick this podcast so I'm, i told you i'm sitting outside on dallas hall lawn and this guy was like leaning over a fountain and i could have sworn he just was like peeing in the fountain and like it totally looked like his hands were like kind of by the crotch area not to be this is a pg podcast so no bad words here but literally he was just reading a sign but looking down i if you heard me hesitate here a second ago I was totally, totally distracted, but happy to announce there was just a plaque that, and I guess he just needed to read it as if he was tinkling. Anyways, back to It's a Wonderful Life, a Christmas time classic. This movie, it just makes you so grateful for what you have. Like sometimes in life, we just think everything's going wrong, but then when you look that you just have a family or you have friends that love you, and you may not have a lot of money or wealth or possessions, but then when everything, there's love, there's always love, and you know we always have Jesus's love, so that really makes a really great life, and I just, there's so many quotes, my family watches it every, every Christmas, and um, yeah, and so like, it's funny, just a little story, real quick story, is I was, we're, we sit down every Christmas to watch it, or like a couple days before, my mom makes her homemade popcorn, and I look over at my dad, and I'm like, yo, this is the last time that it's ever gonna be my sister and I and my parents, next year we're gonna, if, if we get to watch it, or if we come over here for Christmas, it's, it's gonna be five of us now with Blake, and he was like, you know, Carly, every time we do something, I think this is the last time, but I'm so excited to bring Blake. And so that just filled me with so much excitement that like traditions that my family does, we get to be a part of traditions his family does, we get to be part of, but Blake and I are also forming our own new traditions and our own new family. So sorry to go off on that again. It's just so real anyways, but back to it's a wonderful life. It just teaches you about gratitude for what you have. And it can seem like everything's going bad and circumstantially things could be pretty rough but there's always something to be grateful for. And that is just something to really be happy about. So God is good and he's always with us. So that is always something to be grateful for. And I just feel like that theme is really depicted in this movie. So shout out, it's a wonderful life. But the last movie that I think everyone should see in their lifetime is the hunger games, specifically the hunger games mocking J part two, but you know, we're just because it's this podcast and I can say whatever I want. It's a free country. I think everyone should watch all of the Hunger Games movies. Y'all, if you know me, I am a Hunger Games fanatic. I love the Hunger Games. I just think just this well dystopian style movies, those are my favorite. Like I just love the line of that's never gonna happen, right? <laughs> I don't know if you could hear me awkwardly laughing. Like, sometimes the government can be crazy. So, like, it could happen, maybe. 
but it's probably not gonna happen but it could you know what i'm saying i just love that line of dystopian societies and i just who doesn't love katniss everdeen who doesn't love a little love story maybe like a little twilight which guy is she gonna choose moment like there's action especially mockingjay part two which is just absolutely just incredible i saw it two times in theaters and i just saw well i saw it on opening night but that was a couple months ago the the new ballard songs and snakes or whatever but oh my gosh who doesn't love a prequel just understanding all about president snow i mean come on and i just thought they handled so well like the line of like wait are is she like gonna betray him or is he is he gonna betray her like you really were wondering the entire time and but i guess like in the other hunger games movies it never shows president snow's why so i guess at the end you kind of know i just thought they like did that really really well like hey like i don't know what's gonna happen so anyways i just think those are incredible incredible movies they get me fired up it's like combining my love of true crime with dystopian societies with i don't know just drama and romance like oh my gosh and there's some funny parts in it don't get me wrong like love hamish love cinna like they're all just so great and even in this last movie well really throughout all the movies there was some songs musicals it really is just an action-packed full throttle film and i just think everyone in their life should watch it because it's the best objectively clearly the final question of today's special q a podcast is how did you get started again on this podcast like tell us more it sounds fun and just to get just rewind it you know back I started this podcast the day before Thanksgiving. I wanted to do more prep. I wanted to get all this fancy equipment, take photos so I could advertise. I wanted it to be perfect, but I just wasn't ready for it to be perfect. And I just realized I should start. I feel like the Lord had put lots of things on my heart that I wanted to share, um, especially about engagement, especially about friends and priorities and gratitude and just all of the stuff. I just felt like I always was going on walks with people and we would always just get into these deep conversations and just for a couple I'd say a couple months like prior to that the Lord had just been on like hey start a podcast start a podcast but of course I thought it had to be perfect um and so I just decided to start and I kept hearing these ads from podcasters that I love about how easy Spotify makes it so I basically just started it put together a little photo collage edit thing started recording with my phone started planning out episodes and it just here we go we've been going since then i love having guests i love that so many people listen but as i always say even if one person is impacted that's all i need that's all i need so i just love doing it love talking and just love hearing feedback from y'all so thanks so much for everybody who listens i've loved doing this podcast if you ever have more questions i hope you feel like you can ask them dm me on the instagram dm me the next time i do an instagram poll I mean, just comment on the Spotify platform or if you see me walking across campus, I take lots of walks, like just come say hi. You know, most of y'all who listen are my friends. So (laughs) I'll probably see you this week. No, (laughs) just kidding. But seriously, a lot this does reach a lot of people that I don't know. And so I'm super, super grateful for that and just hope that it can bless you and you can hopefully hear God's love through it. Um, I'm certainly no expert in anything. 
but I am observant to the things God is doing in my life and he's working a lot. So that is, that's pretty cool. He's working in your life too. And so I just pray that we have eyes to see that. And yeah, y'all, as we prepare close to Easter, which really every day, like Jesus died for you and for me, and we just get the joy to love him back. And I just hope that message today can encourage you to just look up and just see what all God has done. And it may be hard right now, but he is still so good. Our circumstances do not change who he is. All right, y'all. I just really want to thank you for listening today. I will see you next week for a really, really deep episode. And just to give you a little preview, we're talking about perfectionism. And we're bringing on a fellow perfectionist and one of my dearest friends, bridesmaids, Maddie Knott. See you then.